Today's guest is the Pietro Ferrero Chair in Sustainability and the Director of the Center for Sustainable Business at the European School of Management and Technology in Berlin. He's an international expert in business strategy innovation aimed at increasing both business and social value. His research and teaching focuses specifically on how companies can use under-leveraged intangible assets, such as corporate identity and reputation, membership and brand communities, and corporate social responsibility and sustainability to strengthen stakeholder relationships. He is also an author who has almost 19,000 citations per Google Scholar. Please welcome Dr. C.B. Bhattacharya. Professor, welcome and thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Riyad. I want to start with what may seem a trivial question. Why do you think that it matters that leaders incorporate sustainability in their thinking? And do you see a positive trend in sustainability becoming part of the forma mentis of the new generation of leaders? Well, it matters that leaders incorporate sustainability in their thinking because there is no business case for the alternative. So the uh, planet is, is getting warmer and warmer. The ice caps are melting. We all know about the two degrees um, warning, temperature rise warning that we have, that we have to accomplish kind of by, by 2050. And uh, as well, we know about uh, issues of social unrest and, and, and inequality with the uh, top 1% of the world owning literally more wealth than the other 99% con- combined. Um, so this is not a system in equilibrium, right? I mean, you know, this leads to um, physical and geographical unrest, uh, leads to climatic unrest, and it leads to uh, social unrest. So um, what choice do leaders have but to incorporate sustainability into their thinking? If the planet doesn't exist, or if people are up in arms and their revolutions, then um, business tends to suffer as much um, as as the rest of humanity. And business's footprint or business's role, at least in both um, the climatic change and as well in social unrest, has been well documented. So um, you might have heard of the tragedy of the commons, this phenomenon that we talk about, whereby business, in their zeal to maximize private gain, has uh, created tremendous uh, collective societal loss. So um, business, first and foremost, needs to step up and integrate sustainability into not just their thinking, but into their operations, you know, so that we are um, able to ensure um, corporate corporate sustainability and, and, and longevity so that these companies that we see now are as well around kind of in, you know, for the next 100, 200 years. I'm guessing that the next level of expanding the sustainability agenda is for leaders to embed it into their organization's DNA. So first a personal growth journey, then an organizational journey. In your recent article that you wrote with Paul Pullman, CEO of Unilever, you mentioned that a close to perfect alignment of values between employees and the corporate or business leadership is necessary to embed sustainability in an organization. Can this alignment be achieved in young organizations or startups? And what are some considerations that we need to keep in mind? That's a great question, uh, Riold. Indeed, uh, in in the article that I did with uh, Paul Pullman, we emphasized that part of the problem um, that we face today in the corporate world is a complete separation of 
personal values and corporate values. So in our personal lives, most of us want to be good citizens. We want to do what we can to, to help the planet and its people. We are kind. We teach our children to do the right things and, uh, and, and all of that. But when we get to the uh, office or, or, or the factory or whatever it is, more often than not, we check our morals at the door. And our work there becomes fairly mindless and it's just about maximizing profit or, or, or producing as much as possible things that the ordinary person cannot really, cannot really relate to. And, and therefore, there is this huge chasm, if you will, between um, what, what we see happening in the corporate world and, and in our personal lives. This creates disengagement for employees and uh, no surprise then, therefore, that uh, employee engagement worldwide is at an abysmal low of uh, 13%, and this was found by, by a Gallup poll recently. So we need to fix that, and the one way to fix that is, is to bring this close alignment between personal values and corporate values. Now, that is easier, perhaps, in an organization that is young and has a fewer number of employees and or is a, is a startup. And why do I say that? Because people who work for relatively younger organizations or, or startups are drawn to entrepreneurship for, for some reason. I mean, they're tapping into a set of values that's making them work for, um, you know, uh, for, for a startup rather than working for a big organization. And the younger generation we have found typically already comes with a much more uh, stronger set of values when it comes to sustainability-related uh, issues and, and, uh, and, and practices. So I feel that it would be, in some sense, easier for CEOs who are running these startups or the heads who are running these startups or these younger organizations to, off the bat, kind of talk to their employees about what the purpose of their job is. And, and in, in bigger corporations, we don't really talk about purpose. Kind of. We don't ask the question, why do we do what we do? But in a startup, the opportunity exists. Now, if that person starts by saying that we are doing this to make the most amount of money possible, then of course, we are back at square one. We haven't really you know, uh, achieved anything. But if the head of the startup can take that step back and say, okay, what am I really trying to do? I mean, is this about mobility? Is this about uh, education? Is this about empowerment? I mean, what, what, what really am I trying to achieve through this startup? And then convey that message effectively to, to their staff, uh, who are, again, likely to be similar in, 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 in profile to the head, then I think it has an easier chance of, of you know, taking, that message has an easier chance of taking. Of course, I understand that the downside is that a startup is a very, very lean organization or, uh, you know, doesn't really have degrees of freedom, uh, cannot invest money kind of without thinking about returns and so on. So those, those difficulties are there. But if you think about it, the, a sustainable business model can be um, something that kind of, you know, you start with, you, you start your business with and you say that I will accept my profit as a consequence of the value that I create for, for, for my stakeholders, you know, be they my employees, my customers, my, my investors, all, all of them. But if I accept the profit as a consequence of value creation, then 
automatically sustainability is kind of integrated. Now, this might mean that you have to wait longer for those returns to, 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 to happen and, and to come. And therefore, you might spend you know, maybe an extra year or, 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 or two uh, relative to your peer who's not in, um, kind of indulging in sustainable thinking. But in the long run, you are definitely going to be better off because there's plenty of research that shows that companies that are sustainable in their operations are more profitable in the longer run than companies that are not. Studies have shown that businesses that incorporated sustainability in their DNA perform better financially and have a higher probability of long-term survival. The financial case is present. So why are so many organizations focusing on short-term gains? And why do humans seem so unable to grasp the concept of finite resources? What do you think we can do to change that? Yes, I mean, that's something I am trying to change through my uh, scholarship through my through my uh, writings and my and my teaching and so on. So we'll 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 come to that in a second. But first of all, why does it happen? It happens because in you know post World War II, we have lived in in a consumerist era and a consumerist era that was socially constructed uh, primarily out of the United States, where you know there there was this. Um, uh, government at the time of at the time of Eisenhower and, and his advisors basically said we need to make consumption as a way of life. You know, we need to see things burned up and, and reproduced and, and you know new new goods come into the market at a flow that we have not seen ever before. So when when this consumption was made a way of life, uh, so much so that you know people trash ninety nine percent of the things that they buy you know, within six months of their buying them. I mean, this is clearly a situation where kind of, you know, you, you're just on that treadmill and, and you know, you, you look at um, your neighbor and your neighbor has a new car, so then you have to have a new car. So, so if your status is defined by consumption um, rather, than, rather than thrift or rather than by the social service that you do or whatever else, then, you know, if we, we are in this kind of downward spiral. That's one reason why people seem to forget about the finiteness of the resources and, you know, keep on consuming uh, without thinking what they're doing to, to, to the planet. And companies basically ride that, uh, ride that momentum very, very well. Um, the second thing is that CEOs of, of companies, I mean, so, so the markets are built around this concept of, of maximizing shareholder value, right? right? And CEOs who have come in from this old school of thought I mean, understand mostly that it's just about shareholder value. And how is the CEO compensated? The CEO is compensated mostly in terms of in terms of stock. So, and the average tenure of a CEO is, is, is four years. So when that CEO gets to that particular position, most of them are, are saying, okay, let's leave saving the planet to the next person. Let me, you know, uh, maximize my return, my personal wealth in this time that I'm here um, and, uh, you know, uh, and, and have a happy rest of the life, uh, whatever that means. And so that's yet another force. And, and so until, until that mindset changes and that mindset can only change by bringing a younger generation, a newer generation of leaders such as yourself, um, and, and, and your friends who might have gotten through that educational where you know that profit is not the, you know, the start and, you know, and the end of life, but it's really value creation for stakeholders. 
once that kind of you know uh, takes root in people's in people's minds and in leaders' mind, only then can can the can the change really happen. So it's it's a matter of time, but it's as well a matter of you know the strategies um, and and the systems and the culture that you implement in your organization. So in this new book that I'm writing uh, right now on on you know uh, the sustainable business model playbook. This actually unveils a recipe, uh, pretty much. I mean, step by step guide to what it is that companies can do and and should do to integrate um, considerations of of uh, the environment and considerations of society into every business decision that they make, from the mailroom to the to the boardroom. And when those um, kind of you know. Um, strategies are disseminated into the into the workplace um, then I think there is tremendous hope for the future that we are going to see a different kind of leadership and a different business model essentially kind of you know take hold and um, hopefully you know we will be we will be in a much better place um, 20 years from today. One very quick closing question for you what are your hopes for my generation? Right. So, so this is, in fact, the generation that I am trying to speak to um, with everything that I do in, in terms of teaching and research. And my hope is that since your generation has gone through uh, courses in sustainability and have been exposed to uh, what, what sustainable business model looks like, uh, unlike me. So when I went to, I also did an MBA. Uh, I did an MBA, but now 30 years ago, there was no course on sustainability in my program, you know, unlike in yours. And I know that because I was your professor. <laughs> so my hope is that your generation does not forget these lessons as you kind of climb up the, the corporate ladder or, you know, you're in government or you work for an NGO or you're an entrepreneur, any of these kinds of things. I mean, it is very important to remember that, you know, that... <laughs> That we are here because you know that the planet exists and, and that life life came. It's not the other way around. I mean, so so we cannot exist without the planet, or we cannot exist if the planet gets angry at us. I mean, look at the the, the um, repercussions of, of of hurricanes and and earthquakes and so on and so forth. Many of which can are are kind of uh, human made, as as uh, research is showing increasingly. Um, or, or social unrest because of inequality or terrorism or whatever direction you want to take this into. So the hope is that your generation puts profit, again, you know, not as, as an objective function and does not put profit as a goal, but learns to accept that you know, it is only via creating value for all stakeholders that profits are going to come and that money is going to come. And other important things like that consumption is not the most important thing in life. I mean, it does not, you know, make us who we are. I mean, you know, it's about relationships. It's about friendships, you know, and, and uh, uh, it's about happiness. And so for too long, I think we have kind of looked at the world very myopically. And in particularly in my generation, it, it was really about kind of, you know, uh, that slogan, you know, for that for the U.S. Army, be be all that you can be. I mean, you know, uh, that was not interpreted properly. I think, and be all that you can be can also mean 
you know, live up to your fullest potential as a human being. It does not mean make much as much money as you can in your life. I mean, there's a large difference between these these two. So my hope for your generation is is truly be all that you can be, which is live up to your fullest potential as as a human being, and and that means looking at issues like malnutrition, looking at issues like you know. Um, deprivation of, of, of electricity for a large part of the world, lack of clean water for a large part of the world. I mean, if your generation uh, or if any intelligent human being, you know, today or, or, or uh, later on cannot really understand the idea behind evolution and the idea that we, uh, we come from the same place and, you know, we are all going to go into that uh, back into that same place and therefore there is a bond you know a, a very strong bond that that ties kind of human beings together and, and what we can do the only thing we, we we can do is is try to make that uh bond as 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 strong as possible um if if that message is 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 kept in mind i think your generation is going to do um absolutely fantastic you know, fantastic, fantastic things. And as as a very, very last uh, uh, comment, let me close with a line um, of of a song that was sung by uh, Leonard Cohen, this great singer songwriter who who just passed away a, a, a couple of months ago. And uh, you know, in one of his songs, there is a there is a line that says, you know, it is in love that we are born and in love we disappear. I mean, I think there is something something to that, that, that we ought to kind of bring to the forefront and uh, life can be a whole lot better than that. Thank you for the great insight, Professor. Very much appreciate the time that you dedicated to us. Thank you, Riyadh. There was Professor C.B. Bhattacharya on Inspire Me, and this is your host, Riyadh Fortuna.